So I did some research and found some amazing YouTube channel interviews about Lisbon and seeing other people of color who were experiencing the best time of their lives there. It inspired me. So that's when the, the, the plan started for me to, to, to come to Portugal. And I did that in 2021, August 2021. And I just fell in love with the, the city. And here I am. Welcome to Distinctly You, where we talk to women who have redefined success at different seasons of change. Today, I'll be chatting with Cora Juliana, who is a world traveler and founder of the sisterhood community for global and local sisters called Happy in Sisterhood. What does it take to live life unapologetically on your own terms like Cora? Well, let's get into that conversation. Hi, Cora, and welcome to Distinctly You. Hi, Sharifa. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm, uh, I'm excited. <laughs> you know, Cora, I had the pleasure of meeting you over the summer um, while I was visiting Lisbon, Portugal. And I just remember seeing you on that dance floor, dancing your bachata and just saying, wow, this woman, she's living her best life like right now. And when we had the opportunity to chat and have a conversation, just meeting you really resonated with me and your story really stuck with me. And I really feel like it's something that everyone needs to hear and needs to know who this amazing woman Cora Juliana is. <laughs> well, you met me at my element because I love dancing. When I dance, it's like this energy flowing through me. I'm the happiest when I'm dancing. So, uh, and it was great meeting you and we really connected. We had some things in common. So uh, yes, I'm excited about the sharing my story and uh, yeah, it's conversing. Yeah. Well, awesome. And thank you again. I actually wanted to start by asking, what brought you to Lisbon, Portugal in the first place? How did you get to Lisbon? Yeah, well, if you would ask me, if you had asked me like five years ago, if I would be right now in, in, in Portugal, I would have told you, no, I mean, Portugal, why? <laughs> it would have never even crossed my mind. But a few years back, right before the um, pandemic, I got divorced and went through a, a very difficult period of my life. Uh, my mother had Alzheimer and it she was my biggest cheerleader. She was my the, the, the strong woman in my life that um, always had my back. So losing her was like, you know, she was like dying a little bit every day for 12 years. So that was a very difficult period of my life. And um, she passed away before the, uh, the pandemic. But all of that during the lockdown, you know, divorce, I got divorced before the lockdown. Um, we were together 23 years, married 19. So it was a long time. And um, in the lockdown, I couldn't continue my business because I'm from a small island. I'm from a Dutch island in the Caribbean called Curacao. 160,000 people. So it's very small. But um, tourism is very important. So back then I had a, a, just started a restaurant where most of our, uh, or a big portion of our clients were coming from abroad, were tourists. And that all had to stop. Um, and I had another consulting firm that also couldn't continue during that time. So 
It was a difficult period, and in the the, the lockdown brought so many blessings. Um, in res- retrospect, one of them is the the gift of time to think. And I was thinking during that time what it is that I wanted to do with this next phase of my life. And uh, my daughter, I knew my daughter was in her senior year of high school, so she was going to go to the Netherlands to to pursue her uh, studies to go to college. So I figured, you know, I don't have much holding me back anymore on the island because I was the only child. My parents passed away. Um, I said, you know what? I'm just going to gift myself a sabbatical. And I want to do that in Europe so I would be closer to my daughter. But I did not feel like being in the Netherlands because there the weather is not, um, it's not, it's not a kind of environment where you want to spend a lot of free time in. So I did some research and found some amazing YouTube channel interviews about Lisbon and seeing other people of color who were experiencing the best time of their lives there, it inspired me. So that's when the, the, the plan started for me to, to, to come to Portugal. And I did that in 2021, August 2021. And I just fell in love with the, the city and here I am. Wow. Just kind of hearing a little bit about your background in terms of what you went through that made that decision for you or helped the decision for you to move to Lisbon and seeing you now, it's hard to believe you went through that. And just this, you brighter than life and just so excited and full of life. How do you feel that everything you experienced as heartbreaking and hard? as it was, how has that impacted the way you live your life right now? I think especially my mother's illness, Alzheimer, made me realize that the only moment that counts and that is real is now, is the present. Um, Because everything that she knew at a certain point no longer existed in her reality. And she was no longer preoccupied with what was to come. It was just living day by day, moment by moment. And I realized this is where I have to make a difference. It's my now is important. I have to enjoy the best I can of my life at this moment because nothing is guaranteed. And on top of that, the COVID also made us realize that the future is not not guaranteed. So things may, we may plan a lot of things, we may wish a lot of things, but some things are out of our hand and can change your life completely. So the best that I can do is live in this present moment and enjoy my life to the fullest as much as I can. And that's what I've been, been doing, really. And you really have been doing that. I witnessed it personally firsthand. And anyone who, uh, for those of you who get a chance to watch this podcast via video, can see it on you as well. And I guess my next question for you has to do with the fact that you came into Portugal, into Lisbon specifically, for a time of sabbatical, a time of reflection, and a time of, you know, going into that next phase and that next chapter of what's next. But 
you actually ended up building a community while you were there. So when you do things, Cora, you don't do things small. So talk to us a little bit about this community that you started and how it came about. Yeah. Well, first of all, when I um, decided to move to Portugal, a lot of people were asking me, but you're going by yourself. You don't know anyone. You're going to a foreign culture. You don't know if you're going to be welcomed. Um, you don't have a support system. But something in me, it was like a gut feeling. Something was pulling me towards Portugal, pulling me towards making yeah, the step to, to, to find out. And when I came to Portugal, I realized I was not alone. There were so many other women uh, especially women being drawn to Portugal, being drawn to Lisbon, the same way I was, not really rational. So because it's not a place that you would think I'm going to start a new life, a new career, because it's, uh, you know, just so prosperous here and there's so many opportunities. Um, it's still a, a relatively poor country, one of the poorest countries in Europe. But it's a gut feeling. Something something really draws you to here. Like, there's a reason we have to be here. And yeah, after the lockdown, there were not that many opportunities for, for, for people to connect in person. So after a few months, I um, met with this, this lady who became a friend uh, uh, now and, and the co-founder of our community. She's from, uh, from Germany. And uh, she had posted online uh, in a different community on Facebook saying that she just arrived in Lisbon and she was living in the same or staying in the same area where I was living at the time. And she just wanted to see who would like to meet her for a coffee. And I was the first one to react. And the next day when we met, we started talking. I realized, wow, this is another, you know, woman that you know, took the courage and decided just to stay in this beautiful country. And that's how I realized there are many women um, on the same path from all corners of the world. And I'm not kidding you. I mean, from all corners of the world, from, uh, from Asia, from uh, South America, from, uh, from uh, Pacific, everywhere, from Africa. So I felt I wanted to do something with women. I felt I wanted to be of value. Although I was in a sabbatical, I wanted to start exploring what my next phase in life was going to be because I've always been an entrepreneur and um, one of the, 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 the businesses I had on the island was as a wellness consulting consultant. Uh, so a lot of my, my, my clients were females, were, were, were women. So I wanted to explore what else I could do uh, for women around, you know, in the community and uh, that's how we decided let's start organizing gatherings, uh, events only for women to see, you know, just to meet and talk. And maybe from that, I could get also more inspiration and more connections. And that's basically how it's called Happy in Lisbon. That was the initial name, Happy in Lisbon and Sisterhood, how we started. Uh, it grew. We started the first meetup only with about 30 women showed up. Which for us was a surprise because we were expecting maybe a handful. Um, but from there, we realized there is a big demand for other women who also want to connect and also want to share their stories and learn from another. And that's 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 the beginning of a community. Which now we have over ten thousand uh, women all over the world 
who in one way or the other are connected to, to, to Lisbon or are either living here or, and, or are in the process of uh, um, moving to Lisbon and, you know, want to connect with other women. So, yeah, that's, that's basically how it started. Wow. I mean, that is so inspiring how you listening to your gut and saying, you know, I want to travel to this country where I don't really know anyone, but I just have a feeling like I need to be there right now. And then taking action and actually doing it without knowing anyone. And then just putting yourself out there and now building a community of almost 10,000 women Wow, Cora, impressive. Yeah. I mean, that is really impressive. Do you think that everything that you're doing right now, I mean, what is your feeling of the word success? Yeah, because success comes in different ways and different formats. And I just feel like that story right there hits the word success out of the park. But how do you define success? Yeah, that's a very good question. Because I realize success uh, means different things to different people. And to me, I'm not yet where I want to be. It's still, it's still like a work in progress. But success is also a feeling of feeling that you've accomplished something that's fulfilling, something that brings you um, joy, that um, makes you proud of yourself, and um, that is meaningful. So it's not the typical maybe uh, definition of success for somebody that has uh, so many accolades or so many, you know, uh, figures on their bank account or uh, are CEOs of big corporations or uh, have, you know, become successful entrepreneurs. Uh, I think it's more of a feeling also. And in my case, it's something I'm all constantly working towards. It's, it's not one thing. It's, it's, it keeps changing and it keeps evolving. And I keep looking for more, more things to add and more ways to get that feeling. But what I do have is a sense that at the end of my life, I want to look back and see, you know, wow, I've lived a really, really awesome life. For me, that is the, the, the ultimate success because you can have success today and something changes and then you feel like, oh my God, I lost what I had. So it's not one stage. I think it's the sum of everything. So it's, 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 a, it's a continuation. So that, definitely, that is how I see success. It's, yeah. I could not agree more. I definitely agree with you. I truly do believe as well that as long as you have breath in your body and you're living, we should always be growing and evolving and success continues along with that as well. So I definitely concur with that. You know, what you know now and having been through all you've been through now to this very point, is there something you wish you knew sooner that you maybe would have told your younger self or maybe even your daughter right now? One thing that I um, have realized is you don't have to do everything um, on your own. I mean, I'm, I'm an only child. So I think I've always had that in me. Like, um, I need to do things on my own. I need to prove myself. And especially as women, you know, you, you have the, the extra, extra, um, you know, 
baggage on your shoulder saying like you you need to prove to the world that you can that you are um that you are valuable um so you try to do everything on your own and and, and make things happen and as i've gracefully arrived in them <laughs> at my um mid age stage of my life i realized you don't have to do everything on your own it's it's so much better when you share it when it's a shared journey and there are so many people around you that want to share as long as you open up and and, and ask and uh, be vulnerable you don't always have to be strong and for me this period of sabbatical um in the beginning was very difficult people think that maybe taking a long vacation that sabbaticals is like that it's only nice and and it's not it's truly a roller coaster because you have so much time to think and be with yourself that you start questioning a lot of things so it's also a period when um i think yeah what am i doing <laughs> what have i done have i made the right decisions and all these questions but it's through talking to people through my sisters to people that i've met and not only women i've met wonderful men or uh, friends i made a lot of nice uh, uh uh male friends that have helped me realize no you are on the right path and there's no one way for everyone it's different for everyone and there's, there's different stages in life so just talking and and sharing and being vulnerable um make made me realize yeah i don't have to do it all on my own it and it's okay it's okay sometimes to to wonder it's okay sometimes to get lost it's okay sometimes to not know and uh, i know my friends every time i talk to them and i tell them oh my god i'm still not sure if i'm doing the right thing i'm still not sure if i'm on the right path and they they keep re um yeah reiterating that it's okay and just that is to me a, a beautiful gift having people in your life that can give you that reassurance and make you feel whatever you do you will be okay and you're not alone you're supported so that's one thing that i would tell the young, my younger self you don't have to do it all alone wow i really 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 like that cora and i think I too as I'm getting older I realize just the importance of relationship the importance of having a sisterhood and the importance of surrounding myself with like-minded individuals so I definitely concur with you and I think it's something that some people just naturally do early on but some some of us it takes us a little time uh to get there and so i really really resonate with what you just said so thank you for sharing that i am curious to know though you know during your stay in portugal at what point in time do you have a memory or maybe a story did you feel like huh i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be <laughs> Uh well yes I mean there are many times many moments but one of the things that I love most about Lisbon is that I can feel my heart again it's a place for some reason and I cannot put it maybe in the right words but it's a place where I can breathe 
So um, when I arrived, the funny thing is when I arrived, my first impression was like, hmm, it's an old city. It's not beautiful in the aesthetic way, to be, to be fair, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but there's a, an energy here that I really, really like that makes me you know, feel relaxed, that, that, that I can breathe. And when I share this with some, uh, one of the ladies in our community, and she's, um, she's a medium, she's uh, intuitive, she explained to me that Portugal is currently also in a transitional phase. It's growing. Also, Portugal has gone through also, uh, if you know the history of Portugal, they, they were uh, conquerors. You know, they, they took leap of faiths, went out and do, did bold things and discovered. Um, and among the discoveries that they did were also things that were not, that were quite dark. Um, they uh, um, started, for instance, uh, sl slavery was, was, was a very... Um, important economic pillar for the, the, the growth of, of, of Portugal, which is something that, of course, um, history shows that nothing lasts. <laughs> so for them as well, after that period of, uh, of abundance and economic growth and prosperity, there came another period where things crumbled and uh, it, it completely changed. And they've been going through a lot of hard, hard, you know, moments and throughout their history but now they're also transitioning into a more positive light things are slowly changing so portugal is drawing people to it that are also in their own lives going through transitions and that's what is being like a like a form of a magnet drawing so many people from all over the world that are exploring new possibilities that are are growing and that resonated with me. So it was kind of like an aha moment for me because I understood then why it was that I was feeling drawn towards uh, Portugal and why others that I encountered and I that I meet sh share the same sentiment. They're, they also feel the same. It's a, a, it's a part of a transition that we're all going through. So energy matches with energy. So whether it's people with people or places with places or people with places, energy, you know, it's you know, connects energy. Wow. That's a deep story. And I really, I really appreciate that. You're, you're absolutely right when you talk about seasons. So it's not even just seasons in our lives, but just even looking at it from a country perspective and say, here are the seasons that this country has been in. And this country is in a season that's attracting other people in similar seasons as well. So that's a really interesting way to look at that. And I can see that actually, um, as you say that. And so what's next for you? I mean, now you have this vibrant community, you're living your best life, dancing your heart away, you know, in Lisbon. So what's next? Well, what's next? Well, um, like every season, uh, new chapters have to start. So my, um, my chapter in Lisbon is about to come to an end as a full-time uh, uh, resident. So I'm, I'm getting ready now to to move to to Amsterdam, to the Netherlands, uh, to be closer also to my my daughter and the rest of the family who are living there. Uh, but also, I feel now I'm ready to start again a new uh, career and rebuild myself professionally. 
And um, I want to expand the sisterhood that I started here because that's going to continue. Fortunately, we have a nice network of sisters that um, will remain here in Portugal. So, um, but I can take it on. We already started one in, um, in Madrid, in Spain. So that was our first chapter outside of Portugal. Um, within Portugal, we have in several other cities as well. But now I'm going to Amsterdam and yeah, that's going to be my new, my new season, my new chapter that um, I'm about to write. Well, I'm really excited to hear about that new chapter in Amsterdam. And I will say, I would love to hear if you have any words of advice for any women out there who have always wanted to travel, who have always wanted to do something outside of maybe their local community. It might be another state, if not even another country, but might be scared. What advice would you have for them in terms of taking that first step? The first thing is the time is right. This is the time. There has never been a time in our history as the current where so many women are taking a leap of faith and just following their heart and going where they feel they want to go and not out of necessity. So it's not immigrating um, because you need to find a new job or uh, uh, you're looking for more income. No, these are this is, a, this is an era where women are taking their own future in their hands and doing what they feel they want to do. So if you are one of those women that feel like, um, yes, I want something more. I want to explore. I don't need to wait for my friends or wait for my partner to, to, to go out and explore with me. Know that you're not alone. This calling is, is coming to women from all over the world, from all walks of life. And you will meet amazing people on your journey, whether it's in a different state, a different city, a different country, a completely different culture. Do not let that chance uh, uh, or fear hold you back. Take the leap of faith and it will start an amazing adventure. I can guarantee that. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. That's an amazing word right there. Uh, but I can't let you leave without asking you, Cora. What makes you distinctly you? My sense of adventure and my uh, youthfulness. I, 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 my inner child is still very active. And I try to not listen to what society um, is expecting from me, what people my age, I just turned 50. So a lot of women my age think, you know, it's going downhill from here. I don't listen to that. I just listen to what my gut feeling tells me and um, play, just try new things and see life as an adventure and just just go and do and, and create your story because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Just have fun with it. Have fun with it. I love that. And by the way, no one would ever believe that from an age perspective, because not only do you not look that um, 50, but you are as youthful, just as you're talking about, you are as, as youthful as you say, both physically and also in your inwards, because I have met you, I have hung out with you, and you are vivacious, and you live in the moment, and you are fun. And so yes, so everything you're saying is so spot on. So for anyone who wants to learn more about the sisterhood, the community that you started, and learn a little bit more about 
what that involves, regardless of where they live. How can they find out more about that? Yes, currently we have a Facebook group called Happy in Lisbon. Uh, we will cho- uh, soon ch- change it to Happy in Sisterhood. So, But they, right now they can look it up as Happy in uh, Lisbon on Facebook and join the group. We're also on the Meetup app, which is a very well um, pl- a platform, very much used here in Portugal for events. So there we're also called Happy in Lisbon. And uh, those are the two. And Instagram, it's called Happy in Sisterhood. So those are the three platforms where we can uh, connect. And personally, they can find me also on LinkedIn uh, mm-hmm. under my own name, Cora Juliana. And yes, they can send me a message. Um, I love meeting people. So reach out, ladies. Fantastic. We'll definitely put all that information to make it easier for people to find you and find the community, Cora. Thank you very much, Sharifa. And it was really nice talking to you. Thank you for the invitation. And I, I look forward to meeting you somewhere in the world again. Well, listen, it's going to be sooner rather than later. So now I know I've got someone that I can hang out with when next I visit Amsterdam. Definitely. You know, there we can have fun as well. So (laughs) absolutely. Well, Cora, thank you so much for taking this time out to chat with me. It was awesome as I expected. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Arifa.